Welcome to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that Jesus is needed and relevant for people in Vancouver today. The message of God's love and promise of wholeness was destined to be experienced within a faith community that worships, studies scripture, and prays together. We warmly welcome you to journey with us towards greater connection, purpose, and peace. We'll be sharing our recorded services and conversations with health and wellness experts. Enjoy. Hello, Oak Ridge, OAC. Happy Sabbath. Uh, Good morning, wherever you are. Um, I'm really blessed to have this opportunity to share a word with you this morning. Um, You know, I think back, uh, one of my first sermons in British Columbia, um, when Pastor Rhoda found out I was coming out here, she asked me to speak. And uh, that was like like almost three years ago. And... uh, I was just like, had no idea, never been to OAC, and I was so honored that, you know, Pastor Rhoda would give me a chance to come share there, and uh, that was when Pastor Edwin was there doing his internship, and it's just been, feels like time's passed by so, so fast, and I just want to give you guys all an update, whether you know it or not, um, you might have heard, but my wife and I, we're going to be moving very far away from BC, we're actually moving to Southern California coming up this next month. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a big change, big change in our life. And we're so blessed for the relationships, the connections we've had in BC. Those of you who at OAC who've been so uh, welcoming to me, so heartwarming to me, I just want to say thank you for everything. Um, those of you who have been part of my journey here, I just want to say thank you. I've been blessed to have a family out in Vancouver side. Um, and, you know, as I like to joke around so much, it's like almost two different worlds on that Portman Bridge, right? So we never really make it down out there or sometimes uh, people on that side of the bridge never make it out over here. Um, but I was always blessed to know I had family on that side of the bridge. So thank you, OAC, for always uh, supporting me and letting me be part of uh, the ministry that takes place there whenever uh, I can. Um, Pastor Rhoda mentioned to me uh, that this weekend is a celebration for graduates, uh, students, anyone that's celebrating the next stage of their life. And uh, she told me that the theme for this weekend is like transitioning. And I've been thinking about transitioning a lot. And as I've just shared with you, um, my family, we're going through a very big transition in our lives. And one of the most difficult things about transitioning is the worry about if we're making the right choice or if things are going to work out, right? Like, is it actually going to be what I planned when I get out there or when I take that step? Are things going to look the way that I've been envisioning when we make that move? Are things going to work out? Is it going to be okay? You know, we get anxious about that, rightfully so. Um, Someone may ask you, you know, like you may may feel like you have it all figured out and then someone's going to ask you, like, yo, what's your five-year plan right after you make that choice? And you pull a blank. You start sweating. You start thinking about every bad choice or how you might not have a five-year plan and how things might go crazy You might not have it all together yet, but that is okay. And that's okay because transition is never easy for anybody. But what we can be motivated is that there's possible fruit by us pursuing what we feel called to do. There's possible fruit that can come from the transition, the choice that we're making, that we're transitioning into. Um, And I've really come to appreciate this verse in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to 20. It says, uh, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves, verse 16. Uh, You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered by thorn from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can can a diseased tree bear good fruit. 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. And this is what I've been trying to grasp. And I want to share this with all of you today, those who are going through transitions, those who've been through transition, those who are thinking about going through a transition. Uh, we need to start praying for discernment. To recognize that the fruits that are being produced or that are able to be produced, to recognize the, 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 the fruits that are even being produced through us. And this is what God is calling us to do, to ask for discernment, to trust him as we go to another stage in our life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity that uh, I have just to connect with OAC. Thank you for everybody who's going through transition. And Lord, may you speak through me at this time. And uh, may we trust you as we go through changes in our lives. When things don't look like they usually do, when things might look blurry, I pray that we always trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, the story I want to share with you all is coming from Acts chapter 5, verses 17 to 42. It's a big story, but I'm going to kind of dissect it in a few areas. I want to share three points from this story. And in this story, we're following the lives of the disciples that have, returned, that, that have been together after Jesus' return to heaven. And in this time, we're following uh, Jesus' commission. The disciples, they were following Jesus' commission to do greater things than he did. Healing people, helping people looking out for the sick, looking out for those who have been, uh, who are differently able, those who have been injured, those who have gone through stuff, people who are dealing with demons. Um, and countless times, uh, though they did this work for God, sometimes like what they did was never received well. Uh, sometimes the things that they did for God were not received in the way that they intended. Uh, these disciples were countlessly uh, thrown into jail for doing God's work. And it's almost as if uh, when they transitioned from disciples to leaders, things got a little bit tougher, right? Like you didn't hear stories about the disciples getting thrown into jail when they were with Jesus. But the second Jesus left and now Jesus is like, hey, it's on you. They're going to jail every day, every week. They're in jail. And this is happening. Reality began to hit them when Jesus went back to heaven. And, you know, this is like our, big, our parents' biggest fear, you know, like, um, and I want to comment on this. Um, we usually kind of like attach Jesus to these physical locations. Like we think that um, if Jesus isn't present or if Jesus is not there in that place, um, he's no longer, like there's no way we can do anything good. You know, like I'm sure people thought that like when Jesus went to heaven, you know, the disciples are going to be useless or they don't know what's going to happen. And we've attached Jesus, like we attach Jesus to that place. Maybe we attach Jesus to that temple, etc. But what we realize is just because Jesus might not have been physically present, doesn't mean he wasn't with them. And the same thing we need to understand is, though we might leave our community, the physical community, though we might be moving to a new place or going to a new campus or going to a new school for that next step, uh, though you might want to try something new in a different city, God is still with you. God's physical presence or the physical things that we attach God's presence to is not what God is limited to. And God will be with you in those next steps. Things were different for the disciples when they ascended, when after Jesus ascended, after his res resurrection, but he was always with them. Things will be different in our transitions, but Jesus gives us the same promise that he gave the disciples, that he will always be with us. So for this specific story, Peter and some of the disciples are thrown into the prison for teaching about Jesus, and they are released by angels and go back to teaching, and when caught, the Pharisees and Sadducees I have a meeting to discuss what to do about the apostles. Uh, and this is the Coles Note version of the story that we're going to dive into. But what I said, but what is said by one of the Pharisees, 
what is said by one of these Pharisees named uh, Gamaliel is so profound, like so God-driven, so God-spoken, that I think like this needs to be at the at, at the core of our thought press process when we encounter something that makes us uncomfortable. When we encounter somebody else's story that might make us kind of like kind of second guessing their call or their choices or their transition. You know, sometimes we see other people's story and we second guess like maybe like their their transition. But this like what Gamaliel says here, I want to share this with you. And we're going to kind of unpack this as we go throughout this story. And it's from uh, verses 38 to 39 in chapter 5 of Acts. It says, uh, so, in, so in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. Verse 39. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even f- be found opposing God. So they took his advice. I love this wisdom. In other words, Gamaliel is advising this pe- his people to check their fruits, to check the fruits of the apostles. And not to go ahead of doing just that, because if we are to check the fruits, you know, we have to give somebody time. If we want to really evaluate somebody's fruits, we have to be patient and trusting. And if we want to really evaluate somebody's tr- fruit, if we really want to judge their fruits, we got to be part of the process. But in reality, as we all know, that's not the case. And people don't want to don't want to wait for somebody to bear fruit before commenting. Uh, people don't want to help in the process of bearing fruit before commenting. And so there's three things I want us to pull from this story to encourage all of you who are going through transition, to encourage myself who's transitioning from a, a, a place where I've been here for three years that I've been uh, so blessed to be in that I know the place I'm in to go somewhere new. I'm speaking to myself as well. But I want to encourage all of you who are going through change, who are going through transition. And so my first point is this. People will not understand or support your call. Let's read a bit of the story. Verses 12 to 18, it says, Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of, none of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats so that Peter came by, by at least his shadow might fall on some of them. That's how much, like, I, I love that verse because it's like, can you imagine, like, so much power of God moving through that somebody's shadow could touch you and you'd be changed, you'd be healed. Verse 16, it says, The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all that were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, that's a key one, filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. This is a real thing, and it hurts, because we want to be affirmed. This is hard because... This lack of support, this uh, the reality that people won't understand your call or your vision is a struggle because it makes you question your own faith. You know, God can be affirming things for you. Uh, things can be falling into place outside. You might see the pieces fall together. You know, uh, money might come or you might get accepted. You see that acceptance letter or you might get, um, you know, a call that like a, a perfect home for you just fell into place. But the second somebody you know or care questions you, all that excitement, all that um, concrete evidence that you're supposed to go to that next step 
disappears. And this brings up a hard pill to swallow. Following God does not guarantee smooth sailing. The apostles were arrested, thrown into jail for healing sick and teaching the gospel. Like that's not a crime to help people, right? But the people who were also religious leaders, who should have been supporting the work of the apostles, uh, who should have understood their convictions, were the first people to throw them into prison to be filled with jealousy. And we can easily go into a prison because of the words and responses of people, even though we are strongly convicted that the next step is where we're supposed to be. We can feel like it's a bad choice all of a sudden, that the program might actually make enough money for us. You know, I know that's crossed the mind of a lot of people, that my family might be angry if I mess up trying this new thing uh, because I'm not pursuing medicine, right? Um, I, that you might feel like you're going to lose friendships because you're making this choice and your friends don't support you. The list goes on. But God will never leave you in that slump. He won't leave you in that prison. He doesn't let you be consumed by the negativity or the lack of support from others. He'll continue to motivate you as he always has. And this is what leads me to my second point. My second point is this. Keep pushing forward with God. You know, this point sits on these next three verses from verses 19 to 21. And I love this. It says, but during the night, while they're in prison, during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. It's almost funny. These disciples are arrested. They're most likely beaten, then thrown into prison for sharing the gospel. And then an angel comes, opens up the door for them and says, hey, go back out there and keep doing it. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to need you. Uh, these angels really tell them, like, I'm going to need you to keep that energy and go back and, and, do, and say it with your chest. Go, go keep preaching. Go keep doing what you're doing and know that God has called you for more. You know, the angels tell them to go, get back outside and keep doing what they were called to do no matter what is happening. God knows that the people will not support you. God knows that people might come in your way. People you care about, people you don't know might say things that try and put you down from this calling and this vision and this transition. But, and he knows that there'll be things that people will make you second guess this transition, but God will continue to open doors for you and will request your boldness and trust. You know, he could have asked Peter and, uh, and the apostles to flee. He could have opened the door and the angel could have said, hey, run away, you know, this is to save your life. He could have asked them to go back out, but you know, maybe don't preach as much. Uh, he could have asked them to uh, just continue to keep it on the low or just to stop what they were doing. But God wanted them to stop having negative re reinforcement. God wanted to give them positive reinforcement by opening that door. We need to hold on to the fact that our calling from God is greater than the perspective of others. People have their own stories that cause them to struggle to see the way you do. Uh, people have their own reasons to struggle to support you. You know, and sometimes the people that struggle to support you are just from a place of care, and they don't know how to translate it. Sometimes the people who you love just can't see what you see and become worried for you. Despite the reason that other people may have to put you down, God will never put you down. God will call you out of that prison and continue to open doors for you. My third and final point is this. God will send you favor. God got people... For God has people for you that are on the, that might be outside of your circle or who you'd never expect. Gamaliel, as I was sharing before, was a Pharisee 
one of the people who are typically always opposing the apostles. One of the, the people who actually opposed Jesus himself. Yet he was the one who vouched for Peter and his crew. God asked them to take a step without showing them the security plan. Uh, though he had one, which is interesting, right? God tells them, go back out there. Go back out there. Keep preaching. Go out in the public. Keep preaching. Keep doing what you're doing that got you put in prison. And God didn't even tell them, like, hey, I have somebody who's going to vouch for you. God doesn't tell them that. God needed their trust and their boldness. We need to trust that God will always come through just like that. We need to be able to see that God will, 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 will protect us and have our back even when we're put into the prison. God will still make a way for us. God doesn't even need to make the provision clear for us. Sometimes he does. That's what's amazing. But he doesn't have to make it clear or show us the end goal already. We just need to know that if God is leading, there will be provisions. They had no idea Gamaliel was going to be there for them, yet he was. And God, just like for the apostles and Peter, God will send you favor. You know, but, I, uh, but the Bible doesn't want, us give a, want to give us rose-colored glasses. And the text tells us, um, at the end, in verse 40, it says, and when, the, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them to not speak the name of Jesus and let them go. They still got beat, even though they didn't return to prison. Things were not automatically easier because they trusted God and went back out there. Things weren't automatically easier because they had someone who vouched for them. Uh, they still had to face discouraging voices, but they knew to keep pushing forward with God. And they knew that God would have their back, even though they still had to get beat after being released from prison. And I like this as the, as the story concludes. Verse 41 says, Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. Verse 42, the last verse, it says, And every day in the temple, from, the, from house to house, they, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Christ is Jesus. They kept going back to the temple, they didn't stop doing what they were called to do. They didn't stop because people, even though people discouraged them, they knew what God had put into their hearts. God is calling us to have faith like this. God is calling us to chase what he put in our hearts. He's calling us to trust him in the transition. I'm wrapping up now, and I mentioned it earlier, and I'll mention it again. Uh, people can struggle to show their support, but God will never struggle to show support for you. We need to listen for God. We need to remember that his provisions. Uh, we need to remember his provisions and also identify where he's bringing his provisions right now. Transitioning to a new stage in life can be filled with many unknowns and many obstacles. And it's hard when the people around us that we care about might not be encouraging us to move forward. But God is encouraging you to move forward. People may not understand your vision. They may not understand your calling. But keep pushing forward with God because he won't leave you and he will continue opening doors for you. God bless. May God be with you in your transitions. May, be God, may God be with you in this new step. And may you see him moving with you every step of the way. Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Learn more at oacvancouver.ca. If you're in Vancouver, join us for worship Saturdays at 11 a.m. at 5350 Bailey Street. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. God bless you and have a wonderful day.